Welcome to the Let's Talk CX podcast presented by SK Western. To learn more about how we can help modernize CX engagement and maximize CX outcomes, head over to skwesterncompany.org. Today we are sitting down with Michael Hodsog from Quack. Michael is the Vice President of Strategic Alliances, Developing and Managing Channel Partner Relationships. Michael, welcome to the program. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate you having me. Well, we really look forward to your insights and what you've got to share with us in the podcast today. Absolutely. What are your best practices to increase CSAT score response rates? And how does Conversation AI help? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's a question that I think the advent of conversational AI, the feedback loop is one of those things that hasn't been discussed all that much. But we fall back to, first of all, trying to determine what the measurement that you're looking for is actually relevant to your business. And so is it CSAT? Is it customer effort? Is it NPS? And then that will really determine the kinds of questions that you want to ask in your survey. And so if it's a CSAT, then the questions that you're really going to want to focus on, first of all, they need to be in channel. So no matter what channel they're coming through in the digital realm, whether it's chat or SMS or Apple messaging for business, make sure that you're asking those CSAT questions in the channel immediately after the interaction when the interaction is fresh in the mind of the consumer and you're most likely to get a response. You always want to make your questions very pithy and meaningful. And so completion rates are as important as response rates. And so having a lot of questions that are being asked of your customer after an interaction can actually lead to a lower completion rate, which is almost as bad as not having them respond at all. And so you're very careful about having any more than three to five very clear and concise questions. We always recommend A-B testing. And then the other thing that we recommend is offer incentives, promotions, and things like that to garner that response. So those are some of the best practices that we see in trying to drive response rates. What type of incentives are you seeing organizations provide? Yeah, it's a great question. The the incentives that we see most often are promotions, coupons. Fill this in and get a 10% off your next order or something to that effect. But conversational AI, you, you asked the question around how does conversational AI help? And one of the things that conversational AI allows for is a more engaging way to communicate with customers. And so it's being conversational and not just static. You can utilize different flows and different responses according to how the consumer is interacting with your survey. And so being able to understand who that customer is, what products they might have purchased, and maybe even what the next best product is is for them, you have the ability to really contextualize um, not only the conversation that you have with the customer that will drive a higher response rate with, with higher satisfaction, but it'll also give you the opportunity to really customize the CSAT survey so that you can drive even more response and conversion there. And so what can you do to improve your CSAT score? CSAT is all about, obviously, the customer being able to get what they need at that moment of truth. And so when we're talking about a digital experience and and conversational AI, it really is all about keeping your automation practical, making sure that it's data-driven to the fullest extent possible, being able to enable your automation to be able to 
go find the answers that consumers are looking for and be consistent across all of the channels that you're communicating with. And start with what you know. It's kind of the 80-20 Pareto's law. 80% of all of the answers that you give out on a day-to-day basis can usually be answered by about 20% of the knowledge. And so start with what you know. Don't try to try to boil the ocean. Make sure that you're communicating through your customer's channel of choice and keep it asynchronous. Customers are so busy these days and you and I and, and everybody else, we're constantly moving and it's really hard for us to get on the phone and have a conversation that lasts 15, 20 minutes. And so having asynchronous channels where you're communicating at your consumer's speed of life is a very convenient way to communicate. And it typically will generate a 15 point higher CSAT score than traditional channels. You always have to make sure that you give access to agents in case your automation can't help. Consumers need to know when they are working with a bot that there's an easy and very obvious way to get to an agent if they need help. I want to pick up on that point. So how would one do that? How would one make sure they have access to an agent if they interact via the conversational bot? Platforms like Quick Platform is the conversational bot plus the channels with the agent desktop. So it's a seamless move between bots and humans and humans and bots. We oftentimes see conversation move back and forth between humans and bots in a very seamless fashion. And so within the automation of the bot, giving them a very warm introduction in the bot that includes, if you need to communicate with a human, just type the word human or agents or hit the button at the bottom and they'll immediately be transferred to the next available agent. So it's just an option that you leave available to them. And you mentioned earlier on about how important immediacy is and making sure that you send them that survey and questionnaire immediately after you have interacted with them. Yeah. Back in the day, when I first started in customer experience 15 years ago, however long it's been, surveys were one of those things that people did every six months. Voice of the customer became a thing. And all of a sudden, it was a little bit sooner or or a little bit more frequent, three months, quarterly. What we believe is, is that when a brand is done with a conversation with one of their customers they should ask them, were they happy? Did they get what they wanted? And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is being that it's in channel, it's just an extension of the conversation that the system invites them into the survey automatically. They're more likely to to have the propensity to respond and to complete a survey. But I think the other key point there is that if somebody did not have a good experience and provides a negative response in a survey, if it's immediate in channel, you actually have the ability to reopen that conversation with an escalation path to somebody who can go back and try to fix whatever the issue was within the the consumer is is responding to. And so you actually have the ability to re-engage immediately to ensure that that customer who might not have had a good experience before ends with a good experience. And so there's a lot of reasons why you want to do it immediately. Michael, this is really fascinating. And you mentioned Quick earlier on and how it can help with conversational AI. To our audience, Quick is spelled Q-U-I-Q, right? Yes. So how can CX executives unlock customer metrics with Quick? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it's something that a lot of executives are are faced with every single day. Conversational design 
is an art and a science that really requires good data to make decisions. And, and so one of the things that Quick has built into our conversational platform is a robust set of metrics and analytics that cross not only the bot, but the human conversation as well. And that's the power of Quick is that we own both the bot and the human conversation. So we have a complete 360 degree view of the entire interaction. And to be able to provide a visual analysis about where customers navigate to, where did they gain success? Where did they maybe fail and abandon? And having a visual understanding of that with the ability to go in and determine, do I understand the utterances? Do I understand the intent? Are my answers correct for those utterances and intents? All of that being in a single platform with a really solid reporting and analytics platform opens up that data that your conversational designers are able to roll up to executives so that they can make real-time decisions on how their customer journeys are operating. In-channel surveys, I've talked a bit about that and the capabilities to be able to measure that CSAT. That is something that is native to uh, to Quick. We have not only the channels that we talked about, the conversational AI, but the ability to then end the conversation with a survey and deliver that data back to the business with the conversation data that I mentioned earlier. And then we have APIs that take all of that data and offer it to the business to be utilized. BI tools, there's many of our customers that take our data and push it into WFM and QA tools, business intelligence tools. And so really just being able to provide relevant data that's actionable is the key. Fantastic, Michael. I really was interested to hear about how the customer owns the bot and the agent component and how that two-way interaction is so important. We often hear our robots are going to take over jobs and we will see job losses as a result. And yet what you're telling me here is that Quick can actually help enable agents to do their job better and also provide greater customer experience. Absolutely. It's all about the agent. That's something that we strongly believe is that it's all about empowering the agent to be able to support customers in the most efficient and most effective way that they possibly can. And sometimes that does mean automating negative value redundant questions that enable the agent to be able to handle more valuable conversations like pre-sales conversations, which due to the COVID phenomenon and and what's happened in the marketplace lately, agents are now tasked with pre-sales activity. And so being able to enable those agents to be able to to handle that kind of volume and not burden them with those negative value redundant conversations like where's my order or RMA processes, things like that. And we see oftentimes agents utilizing bots in the middle of a conversation to help with redundant activities like data gathering, for instance, in an RMA process. And so being able to transfer from an agent to a bot and then back to an agent to, again, gain more efficiency really does allow you to do more with less and keep your agents focused on the most valuable activities. Well, thank you, Michael. This has been a really interesting podcast. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate the time. For over 12 years, SK Western Company has been a global BPO consulting and professional services company, which offers implementation, optimization, outsourcing, and managed services. Learn more at skwesterncompany.org.